0: Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which side today have Kurt, Kurt Juller. He's the um, operator that created three of the marketing channels that we as marketers use every day. And I'm going to let him explain that himself. Um, Kurt, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Yes,
1: I mean, I have one of those kind of um, operator entrepreneur backgrounds that, um, you know, some people talk about, but they don't know highlight the failures. I mean, I started two businesses legally when I was 14, because I was earning enough money, I was going to be forced to pay taxes. Um, But I I mean, with that, I I don't sleep. Um, And so I... uh, I've been in a lot of businesses. I went to a company called Navtech that runs most of the spatial data navigation systems, location data globally, and that was kind of like being a I don't know be, being in a uh a, a I don't know, a management consultant field for 11, 11 industries for 10 years. And so super successful. But during that, invested in a bunch of companies. Since then, I've start, uh, been at the early companies that started location-based advertising, uh, influencer marketing, and social media management. So I feel like posting and scheduling at Facebook and these channels. And so um, I've been heavy into real estate for the last five, uh, five or six years. Um, By day, I'm a vice president of marketing with eXp World Holdings that owns one of the largest real estate companies, eXp Realty in the world. Mm -hmm. But by by night, I I have this heart for just helping small and mid-sized businesses um,
0: grow. Cool, cool. I'm looking forward to this conversation. We're going to talk about real estate marketing today. Um, It's one of the fields you already briefly mentioned it. It's one of the fields that you're an expert in. Um, So... So, how how important is digital marketing and having a, digi- a a website for a real estate owner when they they all started using Zillow? it's it's
1: pivotal for them uh pivotal for them if they don't want to pay this large commission and in many places it's a percentage of their uh, of their gross commission income to Zillow um the way that Zillow's changed i mean Zillow came in different than real estate agents and Zillow basically makes 2 billion dollars a year from advertising um whether it's a commission split or it's paying for clicks and leads um they're selling consumer information and um, for agents, like that's not a good deal for them. There's nowhere else as a marketer that I can think of where I know that if I don't have a website myself, like if I'm if I'm running a 15-truck electrical company or I'm running a big SaaS company, that that you know that 90% of the leads that I capture on my website, if I'm that big SaaS company, that there's nowhere else that 90% of them are going to go to a competitor, Zillow, and, and that I know that a competitor is gonna call them. And so that's huge i mean it's it's hugely important for both the agents but more
0: so for consumers because i don't think consumers know what's happening to their data no no I, and i fully agree there um, so so you've looked into tons of data of real estate agent websites over 50,000 so what does data show what what have, what are the findings from that research yeah, so actually, I've looked at, uh, at over fifty thousand sites for each of the last
1: four years at this point. But, but besides that, with a lot of my speaking, I, uh, I've been able to get inside some of the largest uh, teams across the uh, the country and see what their CRMs look like, whether they have a website or not. And um, I mean, the the data the data shows very consistently that, like, first of all, in the CRMs, if the agents don't have a website. Like this attrition, this loss of uh, uh, of leads that they get, um, it, it's I mean, it just breaks my heart to see the the loss if people don't have even a business card site, much less a site with a home search that their clients would actually use. But on the CRM side, it just it's amazing how many um, real estate agents, and I would say the vast majority, they have they don't have clean data. They have horrible horrible databases of their contacts, and they have almost no follow up system whatsoever.
0: Really? So I'm I've. I've talked to real estate agents myself and it's always something that always struck my mind as well because um, it seems like a lot of real estate agents look at their audience as a, as a one-time sell, whereas people yeah. move on average like like every five years or something. I'm not not too sure, but it's yeah. it, it used to be like four or five years that people moved around. And so basically you're having your data and your CRM in place seems like super important for real estate agents, and you're telling me that they don't have that. They they don't, and you're right about when they move. I mean, depending on say in the U.S. where you, where you're at,
1: it, you know, maybe maybe you know every five years on average, it may be every ten, and so you know, it agents they they don't have their data in place. And and think about it from a marketer's uh, perspective. So um, you know, I point out to agents, I'm like, look, if you know they most agents you talk to them in the U.S. Have you tried social media? Yeah, yeah, it didn't work for me. Well, and then you go look at what they shared and it was all stuff, content that would only be interested to somebody if they were actively buying. And I'm like, well, if, if you're in a market where people move every 10 years, that means best case, 10% of your audience is at, it cares about active buying content and you need to be engaging the other 90% when they're you know for when they're not an active buyer and you know okay so, so shift down a little bit what you know if they if it's on average every five years but not every one of your clients is going to move that time some people don't move you know 15 or 20 years and so yeah they don't have their data clean and they're so focused agents on focus focused on what the next client is and the data shows that the successful agents those that are earning 200 three hundred thousand dollars of gross commission income a year especially those that have teams they're following up because they know that the gold is in the relationships they already have, or when they meet somebody at, you know, out networking or net weaving that they meet somebody. And I say, Hey, like I just bought my house. Great.
0: I should be a prime client that I should be in a different drip campaign with you. Mm-hmm. So basically segmenting is what, what you're telling me here is so, so um <clears throat> apart from that actively, searching or buying a consumer that is looking for a house at the moment um what other engaging form formats or content uh content uh well but maybe like like video or even um let's say written or or uh you know pick pictures or whatsoever what kind of content is actually engaging for the other segments the ones that are not buying at the moment
1: yeah, I mean, I'll 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 answer that. I'll tell you first. I, my the first thing I would change if I could in any agent that I that I came into to coach them would be for them to clean their data and spend time on a, at least monthly basis, if not every week basis, updating their contacts in their CRM, people they've met, notes that they have. Um, Because without it, they're just not going to be able to do the follow up to be able to capitalize on any new content. I mean, nobody, none of us, no matter how how slobbish people are at home, nobody washes their clothes and then just throws it into this giant pile in their closet. But that's what that's what that's what it's like. Imagine trying to go find that suit or that shirt you like if you're if every piece of clothing you had was on the floor in a giant pile, except for like three shirts that were hung up. That's what it's like to try to market with a with, with a messed up contact database. And, and that's the best example I can think of for what most agents' uh, CRMs look like. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as content, there's a ton of content that's actually of interest. Some, I mean, for um, the, some of the examples I like to give, and it doesn't matter whether it's video, although I, I would default towards video for most people today, but video or long post, um, any of them can be sent out in emails, is... Um, you know what's of interest to in somebody when they're buying? Hey, are you selling homes like mine? Have you sold homes like mine? Um you just did a closing, so clearly you're making some money. That's type of inter- content that's of interest if I'm actively buying. If I'm not, I'm still a homeowner or I'm in this community or I'm in my case I'm a business operator, I invest in companies as well. And so um I have a gentleman, he's a mortgage broker in my town and um he uh he does videos usually and they're incredible from uh, from getting me interested and he gets so many referrals for me. He did a video on um hey, I'm help no client information he which is great for him. I realized 15 minutes after watching this video for him that I had spent 15 minutes of a morning that I was packed full because of the video he put out. He was helping somebody the day before um with uh with a mortgage with a mortgage on a new, on a uh, second house. And um, that gentleman uh, was an angel investor like me and had written a $50,000 check to a medical marijuana company out of Colorado or California, completely Mm -hmm. legal in those states. But because of that, the banks federally were having issues. And so he was on his like fifth bank trying to do it. And so his thing was very quickly set up in there and goes, did you think if you ever, you know, you're writing $25,000, $100,000 angel checks that where you invest or what you do might impact whether or not you could get a mortgage or even a loan for your bank or for your business or something like that. And I'm like, hell no, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. He does stories like that, that come up out of his business that reminded me that he was a broker um, and, and I mean another one that it just these would come up all the time for for real estate agents or mortgage brokers, or in you know, you can you and I could take this into anything. He did another one where he was helping somebody and he got to the point, hey, where have you lived for the last three years or five years? And the guy was like, Well, until about seven months ago, I was incarcerated. And this and, and so this is somebody coming back out of prison, trying to get his life together, had a job, and um and and he was like, Oh, and so same thing first bank didn't have, didn't have didn't have past place he lived just kicked him out of the system automatically and this guy is like actually crying when he's telling the video being like this person believes what he did was wrong he's trying to get back into society i will get this man a mortgage for his house but imagine what it'd be like to be in this situation and then just kind of like open up. How do you help people like this? Are you taking times in your life to help people? Because he kind of mentioned, he's like, this will probably, I will lose money helping this person get a
0: mortgage, but but I will find him a house. Love it. This is really engaging content. And I, I think there's, there's so much more that real estate agents could share to keep yeah. that other people engaged, the ones that they're currently not focusing on, the ones that are buying a house in eight years, in five years or whatsoever. So- um Absolutely. Given the fact that you deal with so many real estate agents, with so many other companies, could you share some of the successes, maybe the, the well, in, in your eyes, the best campaign from, from the past year for 2022? For yeah, the the
1: best campaign I've seen this last year, and it's going to be the best campaign for twenty twenty three for those that do it. Um, it. It's not just from any one agent, and it's actually usually the small agents that have, that I've been seeing doing. And I've seen hundreds of them do this. Um, agents are going back to their client, uh, their clients, and they're calling them. They're not emailing. A couple have done this emailing. They're calling them and asking them that they can set them up for uh, for to send out weekly alerts for open houses in their neighborhood and new for sale houses for houses similar to theirs knowing that their clients are not actively buying and they're telling them that hey I know you're not you're not wanting to sell but but do you want to know what's going on in your neighborhood do you want to know what your neighbors are remodeling their bathrooms their kitchens I can let you I can sign you up for an open house alert every fr- that you'll get every Friday that will tell you if there's an open house and you can go look inside that house no cost you don't have to call me and go look at it for sale the market has changed so much in the United States these comparative market analysis, consumers right. actually don't care about them they don't care they do care when they're trying to sell but when they're not what they care about is what is my neighbor trying to sell their house for and right now that's the market has shifted that's what people are caring about they don't believe trends what they're wanting to know is what's my neighbor trying to sell their house for so you if you tickle their their curiosity factor and go hey I know you're not wanting to buy or sell but can I just set you up for one or both of these and what it what it's done is it isn't Drastically improve the referral rates for those uh, for those agents because what happens is when they have a website and it's coming out, these alerts are coming out from their IDX, their home search on their own site, and you get that open house alert, and you're like, "Wow, this would be a great, great, a great house for Bobby and my friend." You're gonna forward that email to him, and Bobby's gonna come back to my website, and who's he gonna
0: sign up with? Me. Love it, love it. So this is this is really let's say the the, what what um i think indicates and and shows what the market has changed over the year right because the beginning of the year and i'm talking about the market here in europe and i think the one in in the us is changing even faster but we people were let's say not not fighting over houses or to to get into new houses beginning of the year when the market rates were at zero percent almost or like 0.89% 089 percent point, point is I think the cheapest mortgage I got, um, to, to like the four or five percent now. And now people can't can't even get rid of their houses anymore. And this is so uh let's say innovative um to um uh really engage with that audience to reach more people to really say like, share content that people want to see instead of content that you're trying to to show them, which is not important to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that camp that campaign works consistently, but normally I would peg it at a very narrow, uh, uh, like bank, uh, you know, uh, piece or segment of your client base. But today, it, I mean, I, I if I was an agent and I had a thousand people in my CRM, I would start at the top one and I would do nothing until the day is done, except for call people for that.
0: Cool, cool. Um, we're almost at the end of the uh, the podcast. Um, and I'm just thinking about something you said earlier, and I'm trying. I'm, I'm a practical guy, so I'm trying to, to uh, make this as practical as possible. But you, you, you indicated that that data is so important for real estate agents. They need to have their data in order. It, to sell their to their uh, existing customers, to sell to their new customers, I, I think it's even important when they sell when they sell their own business, right? If you if you have your data in place, your business is just worth more. So um, it's 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 the most important thing for real estate agents. On the other hand, um, real estate agents are the people that drive around, call call people all day long. They're not typically the data people that I see in SaaS companies or Online right. companies or whatsoever. So, um, heading to into 2023, uh, given the fact that it's so important, how how do real estate agents organize this? How who who should do this? How how do they get the data in place? They
1: either have to set. They either just have to segment part of their calendar and put it on there, uh, and it's a usually every day or every two day thing um, to to do the work, or they have to bring in somebody else to help with them. And to your point, they're on the road. So like, it's not going to feel the same as it would for somebody in other businesses. Like most agents I know, they live and breathe on being able to take voice no- or send voice text messages. Well, if you have an iPhone or Android, then just take a voice message. You talk with a client, leave a voice message, or leave yourself a, a voice message, call your own voice box, or you leave a voice note you know, on your phone, and then come back to that tomorrow or the next day, or send it to your VA. And what I mean, like a, from a virtual assistant, like somebody you can carve that out to, because most agents, you know, at least in the U.S., you know, you don't have an office, you don't have a full-time admin. Well, you can get somebody, you know, to work part-time, whether in the U.S. I have somebody in the Philippines that I that I work with that does stuff like this. Or what I really love. You have a 14 year old daughter. You have a 14 year old son. Start bringing them into the business. Pay them for that. That's not a chore because you would pay somebody else. They're going to start to see how mommy or daddy brings in the bring, brings in the bacon to pay the bills. And you start to bring them into the business a little bit by saying, "Look, I'm going to pay you five. It's just is your kid. You don't need to pay him too much, but pay him five dollars an hour, ten dollars an hour, just to take your voice notes and and update your CRMs for things." I spoke to Kurt. His 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 daughter just turned one. I forgot I didn't include that. They were she was born in, and then that's the voice note. And your daughter will add that into the CRM.
0: Love it, love it. I have two daughters, and uh, they both uh, do that at marketing Now. So <laughs> it's it's a it's a great uh, great tip here. So thanks, Kurt, for being on the Marketing Technology Podcast. All the best for 2023, and I hope to have you back somewhere in the future.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me
0: thanks for listening to this episode of the marketing technology podcast if you enjoyed this podcast please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or itunes also if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show shoot me an email on e.chrom at marketingguys.nl thank you for listening